Amen. Hallelujah. God, oh, the wonderful grace that is on the, this Amen. young man's life. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, building a strong foundation by the grace of God and trusting that whichever area the Spirit of God shall lift this young man to, the God that he serves will continue to be his God, no matter what comes in his ways. Hallelujah. And we trust that by the grace Amen. of God, if God will call him to be a minister of the gospel, then this is a strong foundation for him. Hallelujah. I wish I had similar Amen. thing when I was young. Yes, I had my kind of share by God's grace through a Reverend Dr. Oforidonko. You can Google his name. He may be somewhere in Cape Coast at this time or somewhere in that part of the world in Ghana. He's one of the young uh, he was a young uh, minister from the uh, Methodist uh, seminary who came and built me up when I was about 11, 12 years old. And um, I served under him as a young boy in the village of Seko City. Those of you who knows about um, Seko, um, that's one of the strongest areas that you can go and pray. It's a, it's a strong area that you have a place of prayer. Hallelujah. So. I'm believing God by the grace of God that the Lord will help us to be able to groom young men and a lot of young women to become ministers of the gospel so that Emmanuel Christian Assembly can have a future that is full of men who know God and trust God and they are ministers of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. So my daughter Neria, she, has, she came this morning again. She wanted to preach with me today. <laughs> Uh, she is six. She is only six years old, and uh, she has desired to do that. Friday, I, I did a preliminary um, training with her a little bit. So uh, I'm working on her so that by God's grace, her seventh birthday, she will have her first preaching properly on online. Hallelujah. So we are working wow. on <laughs> Everybody, we are trusting God. All these things is by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Go into the word of God. Let's go into the word of God. I have my sister Susie on the platform today to open up in prayer and believe and ask God that his spirit will minister to us today. Sister Susie, if you can hear my voice, could you uh, pray and ask God that he will minister uh, by the release of the Holy Spirit in my mouth to bless us today. Let's pray. If my sister Susie is on the platform, please, if you can pray for us that the Spirit of God will minister to us today. I guess she's, her, her, play, her microphone might not be going through, but we pray, Spirit of God, that you minister to the needs of our heart and you bless us with understanding of your word and help us to know and have full picture of what Jesus Christ meant by warning to the saints, the things we have to look out for when we are approaching the later days. We thank you for these revelations, and we pray the Holy Spirit, you minister through us to the blessings of the whole world. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God. Amen. We have been dealing with some very striking um, topics that I, I feel that I'm blessed to be the one that the Lord has uh, spearhead to, to treat on the platform uh, at this moment. Uh, it is one of the warnings, about 10 different warnings that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples to look out for in times of need or in times where we are getting closer to the end times. He said, these are the very things that can be of a trouble to you. The things that can bring a church down, a thing that can bring a saint down, something that can weaken your effort from being able to become effective soldier of the kingdom of God. And so Jesus Christ carefully warned the disciples about those things. And from that moment, I also take, uh, took a bit of uh, knowledge about it and I prayed and asked God for more wisdom and, and grace to, to dig deep in those things because these are the factors that we need in our lives like time in times like this. Hallelujah. 
I, I thank God for all the prophecies and the prophetic grace. I thank God for the motivational speeches and all kinds of messages that comes our way to encourage us. But there is something that I want you to know that if God, if we don't have these warnings of God in our lives, we may err and not realize that we have even moved away from his presence. And as a child of God, as a lead on this platform, I desire by the grace of God that you stay in line with the will of God concerning your life and the purposes of God that he has called you to achieve, attain or achieve in this life so that his glory will be made manifest through us all. In Jesus' mighty name. So every child that is connected here and anyone that is represented here today, remember that some of these things that is coming our way, they are words of warning that the Lord is giving to us to look out for, to be careful, to watch, to walk uh, very carefully and cautiously so that we don't get ourselves entangled in them. And one of those warnings were about worry and anxiety. That is the third position that he placed that. He talked about trust in riches that we put all our confidence in uh, the abundance of riches that comes our way. I know that a lot of you shall become millionaires. I am trusting God for that. And I've been praying to God for that. I know that most of you will be financially um, sound very, very soon by his grace. I know that most of you will stand Amen. stronger and be able to command a lot of blessings in your life. But be careful. Amen. You don't allow money become your God. Hallelujah. You don't allow the freedom that God gives to you to become a steward of resources to be to be the, the main thing that will snare you away from the love of God. So he says that Amen. we should be careful about that. He also talked about our thinking that we should not work with double-mindedness because it's also a trouble against the saints. If we don't have a resolute thinking and thoughts concerning our God, to settle matters within ourselves, then whatever comes my way, I am a child of God. I serve a living God, a great God, a God who created the entire universe and has given me the privilege to become his son or his daughter. If we don't have this cemented in our minds, then the enemy can trouble us and then doubt can say, say, set in in our thinking and we might think that God is not in our daily activities and we also talked about uh we, well we haven't spoken about that but some of the things that i mentioned also was also about carelessness about the sacred things of god like offerings like communion like um anointings uh, like the the oil on the on the hand on on the life of a man of god and all those things we have to be careful about that and also talked about selfishness there are golden rules in that will deal with those matters and also false prophets and their deceptive activities. We know it going on everywhere in our world now. Now people are wising up. Hallelujah. People are wising up. They will not go in there for false prophets. I, 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 I hate them. I, I just hate them. Hallelujah. I just don't like them. Amen. I, I've confronted several of them physically, you know. <laughs> and, hallelujah. Lord have mercy. I have literally confronted several of them physically because they were false. And I, I questioned their judgment about their preaching, about the things that they did and all that. And some of them didn't like it. We fought. Some of them we fought. We literally like we fought, you know, because I, I hate that men would take the souls of men for granted because of money or because of anything that they can gain from people, whether popularity or fame or position or status or anything. I hate that. I hate that. I don't like anybody to take anyone for granted because the Bible says that it is Jesus Christ who died, not any pastor, not any man of God, not any prophet, not any bishop, not any archbishop, not any pope. Nobody died on the cross. It was Jesus who died. And therefore, nobody should take the souls of men for granted. Hallelujah. So for me, if I see that happening, I won't, I won't be so easy. I won't take it lightly at all. Amen. So uh, he says we have to also be assured of our salvation. We have to walk in, in a place of security because insecurity is another thing that also disturbs our peace. Sometimes we feel that that situation is hitting us hard. And sometimes most people who are in their jobs, in their position, they feel that they don't deserve to be there or they don't deserve to be around in, the, in that environment. Most times people try to make themselves weak 
in the sight of others when they are powerful, they are stronger. They, they, they are the ones that is making things happen in the workplace and they can see that God is using them to become like a conduit of blessings in the environment that he has positioned them. And so he's saying that we have to be careful of any signs of insecurities that is found in us. We will deal with on all these topics that I'm talking about. But what we are focusing on between last week and this week is anxiety and worry. Anxiety and worry. They are the thieves of life. They steal the goodies that God has positioned in us. The destiny of a man can be stolen by worry and anxiety. A woman can become depressed and walk away from her true destiny and identity as a daughter of the kingdom. A daughter of Zion must stand strong. A daughter of Zion is a warrior. A daughter of Zion is somebody who is an intercessor. They speak the mind of God. They pray the will of God. They stand strong and defend the cause of the gospel. And if this worry and anxiety is weighing on their minds, there is no place of freedom in them to be able to express the mind of God, to stand in there like Anna will stay in the temple of the Lord and wait till she sees and wait. Listen to me. She waited till she sees the salvation of the Lord through Jesus Christ being made manifest. So people of God, we have to stand strong as warriors of the kingdom. We shouldn't allow anxiety to hold us down. And some of the things that we studied, about 18 stuff that the Lord gave to us as some of the troubles that anxiety can come away is that anxiety is a grave digger. It can dig your grave whilst you are alive. Yes. By the time you realize you are dead, you put yourself in your, in your own grave that you have dealt with anxiety and worry. It's a disgrace to God that his children or his beloved sons and daughters walk in this kind of place where anxiety is weighing on our lives. And we came to that, that place that we, anxiety is like borrowing a burden from tomorrow to carry it today, whilst you don't know what is yet to happen. The Bible says in Matthew, says we shouldn't think about what tomorrow will bring. Matthew chapter 6, verse 35. It says that take therefore no thought about tomorrow. For tomorrow itself has got its own ability to think about itself. So please, let us be careful about how we allow anxiety to wage war on our lives. It is also a place where it becomes like a sinful thing. It creates diseases. We, we studied about some of the diseases it can bring to us. We, I, I've still got the notes here. I've still got the notes here about some of the diseases anxiety can bring to you as a, as a human. I will read them through quickly for you to, to see. It says it helps you. It, it creates trouble for your heart rate to go higher. It, 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 your breathing becomes uh, troubled. You get dizziness. You have abdominal pains. You have indigestion. I'm talking about this. This is scientific facts about the, uh, anxiety and, and worry. What it creates, it creates fatigue. It creates insomnia. Others can't sleep. They can stay awake, ah, thinking about everything except the word of God. They think about everything except the solution that God has placed in their mouth. That is prayer. They can, they can stay tossed up and down all night thinking about all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on. And yet there will be no solution out of those thoughts that they will try to do. And then it, it, it kind of gives all kinds of migraine, headaches and all that. All because others are sick of or anxiety and worry. So people of God, we've got to be careful when anxiety and worry is knocking on our door. And today... That is what we're going to focus on and then be able to see why anxiety and worry even knocks on our door and some of the uh, solutions that God has given to us in his word that we can use and apply uh, uh, principally to be able to help us to come out of all those kind of weights that the enemy produces in our lives. Hallelujah. So if your Bible is close to you, I want you to open to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, please. Today, there's a lot of scriptures that I'm going to read because I want the Bible to answer us all so that we can be able to work in this capacity. So if you don't have a pen, if you don't have a paper, you will miss out. 
unless you go to Spotify to listen to the message again, I want to encourage you to pick up a pen and a paper. Then you write down and you yourself go and research and see whether these scriptures that I'm giving is true or not so that you can apply your heart to wisdom and know how to live your life in the gospel way to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let's start from verse 7. The apostle Paul says this. says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Just down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Christ's sake, that the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. This is a statement from the apostles' mouth. And he's saying that the reasons for our trouble and the challenges that we go through, the difficulties that we face, the every onslaught of wickedness through worry and anxiety that the enemy releases upon us is because there is a treasure that you carry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say it again? That I carry some treasure. What did I say? There is a treasure that you carry. The Bible says that, but we have this treasure in this earthen vessels. We know, we spoke about it two weeks ago, how this flesh came into existence. It came out of the treasures of the earth that the Lord made, put it together and released his blessings, this treasure in us for us to carry. So everyone that is listening to me today and any platform on which you are listening to me from, listen to me carefully. You are a treasure in the sight of God. He has made you a treasure in his own sight. He has, has made you a, a career of something that is of a great value. And therefore, everyone you walk, you are an enemy to the enemy of God. And for that matter, anything he will do to make your life difficult, he will release it against your life. That is why we find ourselves in all kinds of challenges that comes away, especially on the things and the issues of the heart and of the mind. Those are the two main areas where the battle is. The battle comes in in our mind and then troubles the heart. And therefore, any place where you can focus to let your soul connect to your spirit, to hear what God is speaking to you, to stand strong as a child or, or as a career of a vessel of honor to the glory of God, will not be able to stand in that capacity. And so you walk in the place of shame and disgrace and disgrace and embarrassing yourself with depression and with all kinds of issues going on around your life. And so the word of the Lord is saying that because of what God has made us, that is why the enemy releases all kinds of onslaught against us. He is helping us to know that, listen, that he himself also went through the same thing. So we are troubled on every side. It is because of what he was carrying. Remember the number of books the apostle wrote. He wrote two thirds of the New Testament. And every doctrine that we all Christians carry, the Lord gave to him to bring into our knowledge. And therefore, he was a career. He was a substance career a treasured vessel for the whole body of Christ. After Christ had gone, all these things came into being because the man of God was carrying something and that made him become a public enemy number one. And so he was perplexed everywhere. He was crushed and yet he says that he was never despised. Hallelujah. Every time we see any kind of situation happening to you, whether it's persecution, whether it's been abandonment, whether people not respecting you, whether people trying to destroy the grace on your life and, and the opportunity that you are at the workplace or anything that you are doing, remember that you are a treasure in the sight of the Lord. That is why there is an attack on your life. That's the very reason. That's the very reason. 
And for that, he says that, for we which live always are delivered unto death. So every day of our life, every moment, I remember there was a day a prophet came to a church that my wife used to attend. And then the prophet says that somebody is looking to kill me. And for that matter, uh, the prophet must lay hands on me to deliver me and all that. And at the same time, I was somewhere ministering on a pulpit, you know, I was ministering and I was standing on a pulpit and the message came that you, you needed somebody who was holding my phone. I said that we need him now in that church. Meanwhile, I was leading the congregation of noble men and women in high society in England here. And I was standing on a pulpit ministering and leading them. We were doing communion. And the message had come that the prophet was saying that I should, they should bring me quickly. So now a taxi had been called to come and pick me up from where I was ministering to leave the church to, for him to come and lay hands on me. I said, if his prayer cannot cover me in that distance, then the God that I'm serving is not a good God anyway. Hallelujah. And for that matter, I was, I was not willing to go. It became a worry. I mean, a trouble. I, you can imagine. The cross was coming consistently and persistently. Mark, you've got to leave and come. I said, listen, I'm still I'm ministering. So I, I, could not, I, I, just, I just ignored it. And I stood on there till we finished the service. And then I went there. And they were waiting for me till I came. And when I got there, the taxi was waiting. When I got to the church, man, all that the man of God did was, is I attach you and then go. And I said, listen, I don't believe in this stuff. I know that I am a target to the enemy because of what I carry. Because of who the Lord has made me and the vessel of honor he has made me, I am always a public enemy no matter what I do. And therefore, I must be able to know the value I carry so that when the arrows are coming at me, I may be able to understand why and to be able to ward them off of my life. So if I am not a target to the enemy, then I am actually a trouble to God. Did you hear what I just said? That if you are not a target to the enemy for him to find any reason why to kill you or to trouble your life, to make your life worthless, Listen, then you are a trouble to God. Every child of God, every one of us, anyone that is of God, remember, you are a target to the enemy, and for no matter, he will surely come after you. So we are always on the battlefield, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not, all because of what you and I, we are carrying. And for that matter, we've got to be careful how we deal with our matters that comes to us. The apostle said that, listen, we are distressed on every side, but not perplexed, which means that the distress will surely come, but it will not have upper hand over our life. It shouldn't control how I behave, how I think. It shouldn't vent it over on others, especially our spouse. You know, as a wife, you get in your trouble at work, and you come and leave, uh, lash it on your children or lash it on your husband, lash it on your, your, your sisters or your, your... Listen, you don't want that to happen on you. Hallelujah. Sometimes you may be despaired at a point where there's a, there was a place that the apostle even desired to die. He desired to die because of the continual pressure on his life to take him out. Not because he was a carrier. He was a carrier of glory. He was a carrier of a blessing. And for that, the enemy was doing every onslaught of his arsenal to release upon the apostle's life. People of God, that is the reasons of all the delays, all the shame, all the embarrassment, all the challenges that is going on in your life. It is because you are a treasure in the sight of the Lord. If you are listening to me today, I'm not saying this to encourage you, but I'm telling you a fact. This is a biblical fact that the Lord has made you. And therefore, you've got to take that on board in your heart and make that sink in your spirit and in your soul that you are a treasure carrier to carry something, a substance in you that God values most. That is why you are an enemy to the enemy of God. And therefore, whatever comes in your way, you don't give room for the enemy to operate. So if these are going on in our lives, 
time then do we overcome those kind of worry and anxiety that are the weapons of the enemy to buffet against us so that we don't rise to the place of the occasions that God has given to us? What are the weapons that we have? One of the first weapons we can do is to renounce all anxiety and worry by prayer and supplications. Renounce all anxiety. You, you also speak against it. I said what? Speak against anxiety and worry. Anything that disturbs your peace, anything that gives you sleepless nights, anything that makes you not rest enough, anything that disturbs your rest, listen to me. You also speak against the trouble that troubles you. Did you hear what I said? Speak against it. Say something. Say what? Something. You don't have to keep your mouth shut and then be thinking the stuff in your mind. Say something. Vent out. Say something against the things that troubles your mind. Open up and declare that. Listen, from today, I speak against anything that worries me. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that anything that troubles my mind, I command you to take your hands off my mind. I want to tell you a testimony. And I don't say this to brag or to say anything to prove that I'm too powerful or anything. I'm talking about somebody in the position of a leadership that was above me. The person was, uh, was above me. And the person had been in the position for over 10 years. And I only joined the environment within the shortest, uh, less, than, less than five years or four years, almost four years now. And then the person deliberately decided to make life difficult for me. It was a deliberate act. And whatever was going on, the person was saying all kinds of words. I mean, words that I could use to see you. You know, uh, racial words, uh, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I remember one time we went somewhere as a group that we went for lunch, and I was the only talent person they said, called talent person, in the midst of their people in about 12 or 15 people. And we're having chat, we're having laugh. I mean, we're having a good time. All of a sudden, the leader started turning the whole conversation upside down to make it look as I'm, I'm out of place. I should not be in that environment because of the color of my skin. And this was the leader. And I made a, a very interesting statement and everybody began to laugh. And then that situation uh, passed. This man took upon himself to make it harder and all that. And it became a worry of my mind. And then one day I remembered and I said, the Bible says that it is he, God, who established somebody to be a king. And he is the same God who can dethrone a king. So I made a declaration. I said, listen, let anyone who worry me be worried. And I spoke also against, I mean, I spoke in a general sense. From today, henceforth, let nobody troubles me in Jesus' mighty name. What the Lord will do will shock you. The person was suspended strangely. He, was get, he gained the position back. And then after a couple of months, almost a year in the line of position, and even was promoted. So I thought that my words, my prayer did not work. And then I spoke to somebody. I said, listen. How do you feel that you are in this position? Because the person is a genuine person and the person works well. And I said, listen, I, I think that you are the one that is supposed to be in this position and therefore I will pray for you. I said, listen, I don't want you to pray for me. I'm a Satanist and I don't believe in, in, in your Jesus and all that. And I said, I will pray for you so that you will know if the man Jesus does that for you, you will know that there is a God who is somewhere, who is greater than your Satan, that you yourself is greater than your Satan. I said, you give your, him permission. And I said this, within three months, situation happened. I don't know the full picture what happened, but all of a sudden, the one that was troubling me has been demoted from, I mean, from 30 years above me down to below me. And that has happened and it's happening now as I'm speaking. Strangely, I came to tell my wife and she was shocked. So what? Possible. I said, yes, it's happened. I don't know how God did it, but the person now, I am the one that is training the person who was troubling me. And the person turned around one day, I was helping and said, 
Oh, Mark, I love you. I love you so much. You are so generous. You are so nice. You are so kind. And I said, no, I'm only doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm just being a normal human being, a normal child of God. I want you to know that you are a carrier of a vessel and therefore you become a threat to the enemy. And anywhere you are, surely these things can happen to you, whether in your workplaces and all those environments you find yourself. They can use anything, anything, including the color of your skin. They will bypass your ability and use uh, some trivial stuff to determine how you should be treated. Now listen to me. You have a God who says that there is some substance in you that you can revoke those words, those decrees, those declarations, those statements, those things that they have spoken against you. And speak up, stand up for yourself and declare in their sight. Let them know that you serve a God who is able. Hallelujah. And so renounce all kinds of anxiety and worry by prayer and supplication. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says that, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your mind through Jesus Christ. So that is one of the weapons we can deploy. The second one is also allowing the peace of God to rest upon your mind. Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 2 to 3, it says that open the gates that the righteous nations uh, which keeps the truth may enter in. I'm saying again, we have done this on prayer, that open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. Who are the nations that the Bible talks about? The Bible talk, talk and spoke to Abraham that he is a father of many nations. Many nations. If uh, an Abraham, one man, will be a father of many nations, then we are all nations in, in disguise that the Lord has made you and I. And we are the keepers of the covenant of the Lord. And so the word of the Lord says that there is a gate of peace that has been opened unto us. And we are the ones that is supposed to enter in because we are the covenant keepers. And therefore, if there is any worry and anxiety knocking on your mind and your heart, one thing that the Bible says we can do is to allow the peace of God to keep us in that perfect place. Hallelujah. And so he continued, ended in verse 3. He says that you, you, God, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust in you. So your mind must stay on God, must get stayed on God. And if you do that, the Lord, the peace of God will keep you always in all things so that you don't allow, he will not allow anything to become a weight on you anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Think on right thoughts. Let your thinking and your ideas, the things that comes to mind, let it be on right thought. I was dealing with some issues like that some, some months ago. Uh, some strange stuff came into mind. Somebody came to me and told me, Mark, somebody, one of the guys that the Lord used me to convert in church, in, in my workplace, said, Mark, did you know that somebody won the lottery 200 and something million dollars? If it was you, what would you do? And that was the statement that he, he planted in my mind. And that became a whole lot of trouble. Wait for me. 200 and what? Something million. Let me put that something aside. Let me deal with 200 million. What am I going to do with 200 million dollars in this state of my life that I'm in? And it became about three days worry in my mind. I had to take a conscious effort to cast it out of my mind about what I'm thinking and all. I could not, I was almost getting headed, thinking about what I can do, my projects that I've planned down and everything and all that. And I was, oh, uh, uh, Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. All these things, we've got to think on right things, things that will help build us up, things that the word of the Lord says that it will help us to be able to rise in him. Hallelujah. So Philippians chapter four, verse eight says that brethren, Whatever things that are true, whatever things that are pure, it wasn't true because I didn't have the 200,000, 200 million pounds. 
and whatever things that are lovely, I would have loved to have that, but it, would, it wasn't coming to my mind and into my life because I'm not buying the lottery. And whatever things that are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything that is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So meditation leads me to point number five. We've got to learn how to also meditate on the word of God. We have to learn how to meditate on the word of God. Let the word of God become part of your memorizing mind. The ability, one of Dr. Frimpong, he was one of those guys who, who were in school who can meditate. Oh, Lord, he can memorize stuff. Dr. Frimpong, well, no wonder. Hallelujah. He can give you a quote from almost a whole page when it comes to his stuff. He was good. Dr. Frimpong was good. He, that was the kind of person he was. So no wonder he, he's been able to. Uh, become a doctor in, in this position. So we've got to meditate on the word of God. Hallelujah. We have to learn how to meditate on the word of God. Let the word of God richly dwell in us. Let our thinking be on the word of God. Learn how to let the word of God rest upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Allow the word of God to find expression in you continually. Let God stay on your mind. Hallelujah. Pick up a scripture. And then begin to go in there and begin to treat yourself well with the scriptures that comes into your heart. If you do so, you are winning the battle. Hallelujah. In Corinthians, uh, well, let's do Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12, the Bible says that we should put on the whole armor of God. We have to, one of the ways to be able to win the battle of worry and anxiety is to put on the armor of God. The whole armor of God. One day we will deal with the armor of God. What are the armors that as a child of God you possess? Hallelujah. We'll talk about them all into details uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Those armor is able to ward off some of those doubts, some of those doubts of the enemy, or some of those strange weapons, arrows, and any kind of thing that would disturb your thinking. We'll be able to win over those weapons. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So let the word of God find expression in you and put on also Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6. We have to use the spiritual weapons that we do have as well in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure that you allow uh, those weapons to also find expression because the world that we are fighting is not a physical weapon. Hallelujah. If Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten, I will read from uh, verse four. Uh, let me let me do three. So, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. How many of you have seen anxiety physically before? We see the expressions of it, but we never have never seen anxiety, whether it's a, it's a color red or it's a blue color, color or it's a blonde person or it's, it's a, it looks like an Indian or an African or a European or a German or whatever. I don't know the color of anxiety and worry. And yet they come. And yet they come. They can really make a life, I mean, worse. By the time you realize it has shaped somebody in a different way and look at it and say, oh, what is going on here? Hallelujah. So the word, of, the, the word of the Lord says that everything that's going on now is not physical anymore. The weapons that we are fighting, they are weapons that is no more physical. So for the weapons of our warfare, they are not also carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We dealt about stronghold last time. Hallelujah. We dealt with stronghold last time. It is the things, the issues of the mind, the things that goes on within the ears, in between the two ears of ours that we have. That is what is happening in there. The trouble, the enemy wages war in that place. By the time you realize you are struggling all over because the enemy is trying to make you feel that you do not deserve to be where you are or you don't have to rise above what God has called you. Hallelujah. So Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is helping us to know that everything that is going on is a weapon and therefore we don't have to treat it lightly. And it's a spiritual weapon we cannot see physically. I was telling a brother yesterday, he, was, he dropped me, one of my colleagues, he dropped me somewhere. And when we were coming, he said that he used to um, make a lot of monies a day. 
He used to make about 2,000 to 3,000 uh, euros a day. He's an Italian. And this brother, he, said he used to do it in the, by the seashore. And then some of the people were upset that he was making too much money. And so some of the mafias came on the scene and they, they wanted to uh, take him out. If I say take him out, they wanted to kill him because he was making too much money. All customers were lining up to buy from him because he had reduced his prices half, half of it. And others were selling it over the roof. And so he chose to give it, give it, use his van, carry the substance and uh, drinks and sell it at half price. And everybody was coming. They didn't like that. So they wanted to kill him. And I, and I said, this is strange. He said, yeah, that is how it is with life. Anywhere you are, that a man sees you doing well more than them. Some of the people will not be so comfortable. What they want to do is that they want to kill you. So physically, they wanted to kill him. But I said that in Africa, it's not like that. In Africa, sometimes when they see you, what they do is to consult evil powers, to find ways and means to remove you out of the scene. So they can either kill you, make you go crazy, put weight on your mind. You cannot function well as a minister or as whatever you want to minister. You can't function well. So uh, it is working. Others, other places, it does happen there, but in a different sense. It's not a physical weapon anymore. So we should let the word of God to become our physical also. Learn to be on your knees. One of the weapons that you can use to de deploy against the enemy is to be on your knees and make declarations with the word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6 will also help us to say that we have to have faith in God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. We have to have this sense of confidence in our God. Let faith find expression in us. Let us rest in confidence that our God is the one that is ultimate. He said, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. That is a very striking statement that the word of the Lord will come to us, that we should not ever worry about the issues of our life. Don't think about what is going on and what you need to do and everything. Say, what shall we eat or what shall we drink nor yet for the food or for anything for our body? Is there anything to put on and all that? We should know that there is a father who is in heaven, who cares for us. Hallelujah. So we should not fear. We shouldn't fret about anything. Hallelujah. We cannot add or increase anything onto our lives if we allow anxiety to reign in us. Amen. So Matthew chapter 6, 25 says that we should have faith in God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, we should cast all our cares upon him for he cares. The father cares. The father, that's what, cares. So make sure that you cast all your cares upon him. Hebrews chapter 3, verse uh, 6 and verse chapter 6, verse 11 also says that we shouldn't cast away our confidence in our God. Never cast away your confidence in your God. We have to also live and walk in the spirit. We have to live and walk in the spirit. Every one of us, we've got to walk and live in the spirit. Hallelujah. Everything that we're doing, remember that God is in need. Amen. We, the next thing that I want us to also consider is that we should not allow fear to hold in our minds because that is not what God has given to you. He says he's not giving us the spirit of fear. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says that, Fear thou not, for I am with thee, and never be dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, and I will uphold thee with my right hand and with my righteousness. That is a promise from God. It is a promise from God. It is a promise from God. He says that never be afraid. Never get yourself entangled with the affairs of this life. Never stand in any place to think that there is any situation that you should let your life to become weighty about. For your God, your God says that I am with you to the ends of the world. Hallelujah. Isaiah 41 verse 10. He says that never fear. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. And do never be dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. So even if you feel weak in any area of your life, remember the strength of the Lord is coming your way. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 3 verse 14 will say that, but but and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Hallelujah. 
Don't be troubled. Never be troubled. Don't allow all those things to become a weight on your mind. And then you are shaking all over the place, thinking that God cannot help thee. Hallelujah. The Bible also says that we should cast our cares upon him. I've already said that. Hallelujah. We also have to humble ourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt us in due time. According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, we've got to have a sense of humility. Hallelujah. Let no pride steal our confidence in our God. Amen. Let no pride find anything, any expression in our God. Let's believe in the God that we are serving, that he is able and he is capable. Hallelujah. Amen. David did it this way. He said in Psalm 56 verse 3 that what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. So anytime I get myself scared, what I do is that I trust in thee. I trust in thee. And I want to show you how beautiful that works. That though you don't know what's going on around you, you leave the weight or the consequences of the matters around your life to God and say, Father, I leave it to you. You be the one that cares for me. The enemy may, may try to surround my life. All day long, they can, they can do whatever they want to do. I will not fear. Uh, what can flesh do to me? I will trust in you. All day long, I will put my confidence in my God. I will walk in that silence of you, oh God. I will allow you to find expression in my heart from today. These are some of the things we can say. I mean, whenever you find yourself in that place, whether at work, you are having trouble with your uh, leaders and all that, whether at home, you're having challenges going on, whether in the street, anywhere you find yourself and worry and an anxiety is taking hold over your mind. Please, please, please don't give room for them to operate too much. Always stand strong. Hallelujah. Always stand strong. In the Lord, always do what? Stand strong. Speak something to yourself. Declare some declarations to yourself. Psalm 94 verse 19 says that, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comfort delights my soul. Say something. Let the word of God find expression in your heart. Say something beautiful to yourself. Allow that divine expression be, to be found in you. And if you do this, the Lord will be glorified. You will defeat anxiety. You will defeat worry. You will defeat anything that the enemy brings your way. These are some of the ways that we can work against anxiety and worry in our minds. And you can become one of the most powerful, one of the most strongest people who can live and do the will of the Father every day and everywhere the Lord positions you. Today, this is what the Lord sent me to come and share with you. And therefore, I hope that this word has found expression in your heart. I hope that this word will continue to remain in you. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray by the message of God that this word will continue to resonate in you. If somebody looks down on you, if a man speaks so harsh to you as a woman and they don't respect who you are, remember who God has called you to be. If you're a man, that you've not been respected, a man is looking down on you, a minister of the gospel, listening to me, and men are not respecting what you carry. Always remember what God has made you. You are a vessel of honor. I said what? You are a vessel of what? Honor. honor. God has made you a vessel of honor. If somebody does not respect you, if somebody is not valuing what you carry, remember that. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 will say that be careful for nothing. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts away fear. You know, because fear is a torment. Fear is a torment. Don't allow it to find expression in you. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says that heaviness is in the heart of man that maketh it to stoop. But a good word, a good word makes it glad. A good word. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that everywhere you are, may you find good word 
in your heart and in your mind in the mighty name of Jesus. In a place the Lord positions you, may you find a good word in your heart and in your mind. In the environment that you are, may good work comes to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, as men speaks negativity, remember that you are a vessel of honor. May this find expression in your mind and in your soul and glorify God with that in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. In Amen. Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' That is the Amen. message for the day. That anxiety has got and worry has got a weapon that can defeat it. There's something that you can do to win the war of anxiety and worry over your mind. Yesterday, one of my sisters called me. We spoke for an hour long. I was plastering and still speaking with one hand on the phone and all that. And we were talking, I mean, we, are, we were just loving God about what God was doing in, in, in our lives and how he could uh, lift us up to where we are by his grace. And the message that has been coming with this kind of anxiety and worry and what God has used to change her life. And I mean, I was so excited. I was so thankful to God that these words that we are speaking is bringing salvation and deliverance to many. I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, that may such grace, may such be your testimony also. In the mighty name of Jesus, everywhere you stand, may victory speak for you. Good will come to your heart. May your heart be liberated. I speak prophetically in the name of Jesus Christ. That any place that anxiety and worry has found expression in your heart, today we command it to be cast out. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we reverse their doings in your life. Command their activities to be broken. Any establishment of them in your life and in your mind to be removed now and forever. Any depression that they have developed in your mind that you have become like an enemy to your own self and to the progress of God in your life. I speak against it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, mm. the minister of to me today, I speak prophetically into your ministry. I declare mm. in the mighty name of Jesus that I rise above measure in Jesus' mm. mighty name. Mm. Let nobody look down on you mm. from henceforth. Mm. I speak in mm. Jesus' mighty name mm. that anybody who looks mm. down on your word may become a trouble for them mm. in the mighty name of Jesus. But I need to stand and say to the God of yourself, may He come through for you. May He honor your word with signs and wonders in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We honor you for all the great mm. things that you are doing in our lives. We bless you and we celebrate your goodness in Jesus' precious name. Let the saints say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It shall be on Spotify in a few hours from this moment. Uh, please, you can send to brothers and sisters across the universe, everywhere, from China to India. I told you, I haven't checked our Spotify a few um, weeks ago. I haven't checked it for now. Please, I'm going to go on there to see what, how far we've gone. Hallelujah. But we have reached India. We have reached Russia. We have reached Africa. And uh, we have reached Australia as well. Uh, New Zealand, Canada, America. So Ghana and UK. Uh, we are still working on. Hallelujah. We are all there. So please, everywhere you can still listen to us. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless. Bye-bye from here. Amen.